0: Ladies and gentlemen, Hodgson's and Robson's, welcome to Worldy. E. Well, welcome back to Worldy, everybody, to a sweltering south of England. It's absolutely ridiculously hot, but I'd like to introduce two very sweaty friends. Mr Andy Roberts. Hello. And subbing in for Neil this week, we've got Jono, Jono, on the pod.
1: You right.
0: Yeah, what's going on, fellas? How are you dealing with this ridiculous temperature at the moment? It's pretty warm. I'm just, I'm working my way through it just by steadily drinking. Yeah, it's working out well, but that's why we've come inside to record the podcast before things get... Horribly out of control. Yeah,
2: I I don't think the quality is going to be quite up to what it was last week, is it? Just with the... Just, just, nothing to do with Jono joining in, just just because <laughs> yeah. we've, we've, we've had a few gins and
0: beers and, and a lot of meat. Well, one of the reasons that we are celebrating with gin, beers and meat is that it was the final day of the Championship today and Reading secured... Uh, well, they staved off, I suppose is the right way to put it. Staved off relegation this season and will be in the Championship yet again. And I believe in the end it was... Bolton and Burton that suffered. No, sorry, Bol- Burton and Barnsley that suffered with Bolton scoring in the last minute, pretty much.
2: Yeah, 88th minute, uh, Bolton with the winner that secured their their championship safety, which is uh, good news. Uh, Barnsley going down is is good news for Oxford United supporters, of which obviously I am, um, because uh, Simon Eastwood, Oxford United goalkeeper, was a target of Barnsley's in the January transfer mm. window, and that is going to make their claim on him probably a little bit less if they're if he's um if he they're asking him to join a, a team who's in the same division. Yeah, nice. No, so he should be staying yeah. put then. Hopefully. Well, I mean, unless anybody else is going to come in for him. So.
0: To be honest, I have I have similar. Well, I have no similar concerns with Reading as I hope most of that squad is not retained for next season, as they really need to freshen it up. We've we've got a couple of good players, but that is literally it. I mean, they brought in Bakuna, who's an excellent player, but he kind of outshines everybody else in the team. And some of the younger players that showed so much promise last season have failed to deliver this year. Players like John Swift.
2: So, what are we thinking about the uh, the the Reading manager, your, your fellow who came in for Yap Stam? Um, Great record he, as an
0: assistant. Yeah, is he going to? Yeah. Is he yeah. <laughs> yeah. fantastic <laughs> that, record as
2: an assistant? That, and that says it all. Is he going to? You know. They're, they're, Reading fans keen for him to,
0: to have a full season at it? I think the fact that he survived means that he probably will get another yeah. season. Um, but I'm not terribly excited, to be honest. His record of actually managing teams is not great. He didn't no. have much fun at Swansea. But, you know, he was assistant manager at PSG, I think. And, you know, he must have some something going on to get in the jobs that he's got. But I think he's inherited a squad that is a real kind of mixed bag this yeah. season after Stan was trying to play in a specific way and brought in players to do that. And now that's all kind of... Fallen by the wayside, it's out the window.
2: Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting. Um, from uh, just speaking from an Oxford United perspective, as I'm always going to do. Uh, a bit of a shame that Burton Albion are coming down. Um, just on the basis that I've been there a hundred times before, and I've never been to Bolton, so I wanted to see. So yeah, I <laughs> yeah. wanted to get Bolton ticked off as another ground, but but there we go. So it's a long way away as well. It is a long way to be fair. John
0: O, we got John O on the pod now. John professes to be a uh, a fan of a Premier League football team, which is not really. It's not really. Uh, Done, done on this podcast, to be it's honest, not, it's not the done thing. No, not really. No. But you can wax lyrical for a second and maybe tell us a little bit about what's going on with Liverpool in this Champions League final.
1: Well, it doesn't happen every day, does it? No, it doesn't. That it is doesn't. true. And um, I, I think realistically, I think most people would agree that they've got a decent shout as well. They have. Do um, they deserve to be there? I would say so. They out—they certainly outplayed City in the quarters. Is Mohamed Salah the best player in the world? Yes. He is. No, <laughs> well, you have
0: Says it. says the Liverpool fan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean he's pretty bloody good, isn't he? Yeah, he'd get in the Oxford United team.
2: Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean we <laughs> you know, I, I don't think the way we play really suits a, a four-tier goal season no. striker. I mean we, he we, could we, come we, off the bench, couldn't he? Yeah, yeah. we yeah, we, we, we tend to focus on the seven or eight goal a season striker <laughs> at the moment. So yeah, I don't think Mo Salah's really gonna really cut it, actually. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's a different league up there, but yeah. So, what what is it like, John, as a fan of a team heading into the largest game in football? It's quite exciting. What are you what are you thinking? Well, do you, do you I, genuinely think Liverpool can win the game?
1: Yeah, I think um, I think Madrid are very much beatable. I think uh, I think they've got the that they can they can certainly concede goals. Um, sure, they can score them as well, much like Liverpool. But I think defensively, they're they're questionable.
0: I agree, and there's always a chance of Sergio Ramos getting sent off in the oh, Champions yeah. League final,
1: which would be glorious. In, in fact, I'd say that's odds on, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it's worth a bet for sure. I mean,
2: I, I think just from an outsider's perspective, and I don't and I don't like the Champions League, and I don't really follow it. But I I would say, from what I'm understanding of this season, I would say Liverpool are going into that genuinely as favourites. Um, they wouldn't like <laughs> they wouldn't like that. Um, but but I just in terms of how things have been going like this season, I would say so. I think, um, I, but the, the 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 biggest problem from Liverpool's perspective, and don't get me wrong, I'm not a Liverpool fan, but I think they they. <laughs> they probably have more of a capability of choking on the big stage than the side like Real Madrid who have been there and done that a thousand times. You know, there's that kind of... I know the the players change but there's that kind of pedigree and I just worry for Liverpool in that respect. I don't worry
0: for them. There's one thing that makes Madrid a little bit different this season and I think that is Zidane has instilled in that team a winning mentality which they haven't had before. Like a win-at-all-costs mentality. The same mentality that you see in a team like Juventus. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've managed to bring into Real Madrid which makes them especially dangerous. Plus... They have a lad uh, you may have heard. He's Portuguese international who plays for Real Madrid called Cristiano Ronaldo. Likes the moth. Doesn't yes, he he, the moth. yeah, had a great moth on face scenario <laughs> at the last international tournament. Maybe we'll see more of that this time. That would be fantastic.
2: Yeah, but Mo Salah, you know, I mean, come on, that, that is a season in three quarters, isn't it? And and I think I think putting all of my Prejudices against Liverpool as a football team aside, it would be it would be wonderful to see somebody who's had a season like that to crown it by winning the Champions League and then taking Egypt to the knockout stage of the World Cup.
1: Yeah, and and then winning world's greatest footballer of yeah. the year. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, do we really think, given the kind of level of nepotism and uh, the, the the political nature of that award, that somebody like Mo Salah? i.e. playing for a smaller team in England, has a chance? And from a small nation, does he have a chance well, of winning that?
1: that? If, if you look at previous winners, generally it does go to a player that, that either played in the Champions League final or won the Champions League that, that year.
0: It also inevitably goes to a player from Barcelona or around Madrid.
1: Well, it has in the last 10 years. <laughs> but...
2: I mean, I think... I think... Partly because the the contenders are all people have won it before, I think that probably works in Mo Salah's favour. I yeah, maybe. So. yeah uh, maybe. I mean, I
0: think it'd be nice to see him whenever. I I absolutely think so, but I'm pretty sure it'll still be Cristiano
2: yeah. Ronaldo. And also, he just seems like a really likable fella. He does, so, doesn't he? You know, I yeah.
0: he seems like a nice lad. And of course, like I wouldn't I wouldn't usually support Liverpool, but I do whenever. Whenever Johno's around, it's good to offer some support. Your fellow, uh, oh God, that makes me supporters. feel really bad that I was I supporting Cardiff today. Sorry, I know it's disgraceful behaviour. <laughs> especially after I cooked you such delicious meat. Oh man, that meat was good. To be <laughs> fair, hey, well, look, I was just looking
2: forward to our, our, our big local rivalry next season. That was I know. All like to bit, be fair, sorry. that would be great, but it could still happen
0: in the cup next season. You never know. No, that I mean, would most, be something, wouldn't no, it? No, it will happen in the championship the following season. Yeah, so there long. we go. There we go. There we go. Yeah. So that kind of wraps up what's happening in the in the domestic football and in the. Champions League I think uh, we have uh, two more weekends of Premier League football oh sorry I just want to talk about one thing
2: that happened in League One Um, it is worthy of note that Oldham have spent 21 seasons in League One or whatever it has been called in the past in the third tier of English football 21 yeah. seasons without a single promotional relegation I think they've been in the, the playoffs wow. maybe three or four times during that time that is a that is a barren boring run you <laughs> know what you're going to get yeah I mean. um, and then and they finally broke that this season by getting relegated oh I mean that's that's pretty pretty hard beans for It, it really is, but is. at
0: least they had, had something. At least they got involved with and something. And they
2: got look at, you know look forward to maybe getting promoted next season. Yeah, so.
0: exactly. As uh, as it was uh, with the Stoke fans cheering we are going up as they were relegated. Yes, uh, yeah, quite. Well, you know, it comes to all of us, doesn't it? Except not to Reading, so
1: we this move season.
0: on. And yeah, there's a couple more weeks of the Premier League, I think all the Premier League's pitch have checked out at this point as nobody can buy a win at the top of the table. West Brom are doing well, though. West Brom are doing very a bit, well. A bit too little, too late. Though. Mm, I that's, think that's so. what happens when you sack Alan Pardew. <laughs> Quite as as uh, you know, Gary Lineker uh, said mm. on Match of the Day last night. He said, "Could Darren Moore be the first manager to ever receive Manager of the Month in the month that he gets his team relegated?" Yeah, mm. although
2: although the phrase "gets his team relegated" is probably True. a little unfair on him. And uh, we were talking about this earlier. Actually, I just want it is worth mentioning. I, I um. When I spent a bit of time doing uh, football broadcasting for Oxygen United back, we were in a conference in League Two playing against Burton Albion, and I I had calls to stand next to Darren Moore at one time, and I've never felt so insignificant as a man as I as I did the moment I was stood <laughs> next to him. He is he is a he is a generously proportioned human
0: being, mm. and, and I and I felt massively insignificant stood next to him. I can imagine he's a he's a big unit that mm. boy. Talking of which. I was telling you, when I went to the Butchers, I, I had my own uh, celebrity interaction. Yeah, yeah. Not not football-related, but big man-related. Your man, Ross Kemp. Ross Kemp. And now, so we were talking
2: about this before, now so yeah. was he doing, like... East End hard boy, or like you know, like lovey dovey
0: toff. Well, I was very disappointed because he didn't either. He found some kind of like Southern England middle ground. He just sounded like you or I. So he's just an ordinary man. The whole just thing's an act man. and a sham. Absolutely yes. unbelievable. And he's a basic bastard because he just bought burgers straight off the counter. That is so basic. I know. Well, basic. So, oh well. If you're listening, Ross, step up your meat game. Yeah, come on. Come round say. to come round to one of our barbecues because exactly. we meet it up well. We indeed do. And so moving on. Last week. We put through a bunch of teams from the group stages of the World Cup, and then what I was thinking was this week we'll go through these games and see if we can pick winners for the first round knockout.
1: Kick them up and on the training pitch.
0: Right, so now we're going to come back and have a look at some of uh, the upcoming matches that we've created in the World Cup. So we put through uh, all the teams from the group stages, and we've ended up with these first round elimination matches. Now, Andy, you've got a question. Yeah,
2: before we go into this, I just want to say I've got I've got predictor's remorse because I think we 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 I think we were a little bit you know laissez faire with our predictions last week, and well, that's we how, how some, it goes. They're in we, the book. We have put some really, really, really. I mean, like most
0: of the big teams out of this yes. tournament. Yeah. Well, but what a tournament it'll be if it goes like this. Look, there are still some magic ties. So, coming up first, uh, the uh, winner of Group A playing the loser of Group B, Russia versus Portugal. Now, did this tie not already happen in a previous um, iteration? feels like something that's happened before. I, I I do not know. I have no memory of that. I'm sure it's feasible,
2: but, mm. but I have no memory. What, so you, what, so what are so your thoughts? Are we, are we going to do what we did last time, where each person takes a prediction?
0: Uh, yeah, why not, Andy? You start with this one, Russia versus Portugal. Um,
2: well... I mean, Portugal were, were, despite winning the European Championships, were were pretty uninspiring, um, and uh, and Russia have got you know they've got the weight of Putin and um, and FIFA cheating for them behind them. So, right now. Um, so uh, a couple of dodgy VAR decisions in their
0: favour, Russia through to the quarterfinals. <laughs> I mean, that sounds about right. To be honest, I mean, it's hard to bet against the host nation, isn't it? And Cristiano Ronaldo to do something embarrassing?
2: Um, No, he'll just be a bit average. Okay,
0: that sounds about right.
1: Butterfly on his face this time. Oh, yeah, wasp up (laughs) his nose.
0: (laughs) So, John, moving into the next game, we have this is an absolutely classic World Cup tie: Spain versus Uruguay.
1: Oh, yes. Is is uh, Diego Forlan still playing for Uruguay? I'm
0: sure he is. (laughs) I'm absolutely sure he is. Well,
1: Forlan hat trick then.
0: Well, no, you'll have your man. you have your man Suarez, don't you? Yeah. yeah.
1: Um He did I, a number on England. I, I see this I see this tie being full of goals. Yes. I think both sides quite attacking. A festival of goals. A festival of, of mm, goals, I if you will. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I think I think realistically Spain are probably gonna gonna get through. I think
0: the Spanish taking care of things yeah. against with,
1: Uruguay. With Diego Costa being an absolute bastard up top.
0: He is the king of shit housing, isn't he? I mean, he, he, and and do you know what?
2: That's one of the things that England miss at the moment. That's An true. absolute bastard. Yeah. yeah. Who is our bastard? I, I don't think I, we, have we do one. not have. A, I mean, Joey Barton. He, he, he's, he's on the he's, bus, he's, isn't he? Well, he's a manager now, isn't he? He's, <laughs> he's Fleetwood in, Town. Yeah.
0: Fleetwood. Oh. Yeah. Fucking really hope that goes badly wrong for both parties. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, well, it's, I think it's guaranteed, isn't it? I do wonder about this, though. Why don't we have someone like Mark Noble in the team? Because he's not very good. <laughs> That should that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a reasonable, no, I, I, it's a reasonable
1: reason. But... My my shout for, for he did L-
0: score an absolute wonder goal yesterday. If you didn't see it, Oh, I didn't see yes, it. Yes, no. to, to secure West Ham survival in the oh, Premier
1: League. Okay. Uh, no, my shout for last minute addition to the squad is Loftus Cheek. I think oh. I think he's got Loftus Cheek. I think he's got a chance of getting Still it. Still no room for uh, Troy
2: Archibald Henville. Well, we had this chat last time, didn't we? Mm. And, uh, and and nobody else has heard of him apart from you and Plymouth no. fans, I think. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, so yeah,
0: I, I, yeah, Loftus Cheek, I, I'd go with that definitely. Palace, another Palace legend. They love a good fast, pacey winger to the Eagles. So, yeah, no, I, I don't see why not. Does he still technically play for Everton? Is he on loan to Palace? Who
1: knows? No, no he plays for Chelsea. He's on loan at Chelsea.
0: Palace. Yeah. Fucking no. what. Who doesn't. who doesn't play for Chelsea exactly. in the modern world? Yes. Don't
1: get Andy started. They've got 372 registered players. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, um, don't get me started. Know, yeah.
0: <laughs> the next tie is Denmark versus Iceland. Now, I am going to. Oh, uh, that's a Nordic game and a it half. Really isn't it really is, isn't it? That will be an absolute battle royale. Nordic is probably not the right word there. Scandinavian, Scandinavian. Let's Scandinavian. go for
1: it. Imagine the atmosphere.
0: I know. I'm going to go for Iceland just purely because there is. They are now a phenomenon in the foot in the world footballing stage.
2: Iceland into the quarterfinals. This you, is this is yes. amazing.
0: Yeah, uh, to the um, to the chagrin of Christian Eriksen and his boys. Yeah. Crikey. I like this. And Andy, this is another. This is another tie that only comes up in the World Cup. You don't see this one very often, okay? <laughs> Especially in our fictional world. <laughs> it's Croatia versus Australia.
2: Croatia versus Australia. Yes. Oh, a bit of needle there, isn't there? Because there's a lot of cross- Croatian expats in that Australia. That is true. Yeah. True. Okay. And no. uh, yeah, I. Um Croatia—they're going to walk that easily. Just more guts and more fire than Australia. And also, I will not have it in a world where Australia get to the quarterfinals of the World Cup. Right? Is
1: is Cahill still playing for Australia? Almost certainly. I think he might. But in order
0: to back that up, Andy, you must now give me the names of three currently playing Croatian internationals. Um, there's that fella who plays
2: for one of the teams. Yeah, <laughs> <Him>. <laughs>
0: he's good. At that lad. Yeah.
2: No, I've no, I don't know. I've no idea. I, I, I know Luka Modric, right? Dav- Davos
1: Shuka.
0: <laughs> Davos Shuka. I Modric. <laughs> yeah, I've said to him. Um, There's the left back, isn't there? Klasnac, isn't he? Isn't he Croatian? I don't. Shit, we don't know. Right, we're putting Croatia through in regards to yeah. the fact we can't name any of their squad. I was going to say, like, like it's, it's really not best to expose our inability to know anything about football. And on that uh, on that note, we're going to move on to the next tie. Um, this is the battle of the uh, the battle of the SWS. Yes, that's right. It's Switzerland versus Sweden. Oh. Just throwing thrown up an unusual tie, European clash. John, what were your thoughts?
1: uh well i think i think the big question has to be whether zlat comes back or not Ooh. he's uh, he's hinted a number of times that he'd be interested i'm not i'm not sure whether the oh i just
0: i've just got a just got a note in from zlatan oh, i've got a word for you you us? Got a te- yeah.
1: text message yeah, hold through. on hold on the fans were demanding something and, and i gave them zlat
0: there you go, straight from the horse's mouth. So maybe we will see some Zlatan maybe in the World we Cup.
1: Well, my my prediction is quite simple. With Zlat, yes. Without him, no. So, uh, so we we need to put one of them through, yeah. don't we? Oh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna go. I, I don't think I think Zlatan's gonna come back. You know,
0: Sweden. It is through to the quarterfinals. At the expense of Switzerland and Jordan J- J- Shakiri, however, you're supposed to pronounce that.
2: Chaps, Rakitic, name. that is a guy I was thinking of.
0: Well done for I mean, using I g- the Googles. I Googled it, but that was the one I was thinking of. Ivan Rakitic, yeah. the Barcelona, Barcelona midfield yeah, general. He's very good. He's excellent. Isn't he's he? the only one I know. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you're looking at the team, and you still don't know. So now we'll move on to uh, another European tie. We have uh, Germany versus Serbia. And as much as I'd like to come up with a reason for Serbia to win that match, there isn't one. Um, And so I'm afraid it's going to have to be Germany straight through. However, I was over in Germany the other day, and um, the general feeling amongst the German folks is that they are not as confident as they have been in previous years. And uh, they're relying very much on the comeback of one Marco Reus, who may or may not be fit for the World Cup.
1: The thing is, the Germans are always very... uh... Very negative with their their country's hopes um, at the the World Cup. But they always get to at least the semi-finals. It's inevitable. Mm, Germany will get to the semi-finals at least.
2: I mean, I just want to put this
0: on record. I had them going out of the group stage. <laughs> <but I laughs> that
1: is true. true. That
2: that, is that's true. just getting that down there. Well, we've
0: already got rid of France and, and Argentina. So I'm working least, on the I basis
2: that, that, that I will remember this. And if it happens, I will get it played back. If it doesn't happen, you guys won't have remembered it. And then in the case it disappears <laughs> into history. And then we go. And I'm all right.
0: Well, you've got a big decision to make now, I and mean. Okay. Right. This is a big one. You know, yep. we're down in the uh, group I know, I, think, G I, think, I think I know where, we get
2: where this is going.
0: We're going to have to find out who goes through between England and Japan.
2: Oh, England. 3-0, oh, yeah, 3-0. 3-0. That's two goals for Harry Kane and one uh, for uh, Jamie Vardy. He comes on the substitute with 23 minutes to go after a little bit of a knock to Harry Kane, take him off as a precaution. Right. It's like a little hamstring thing, but He's actually okay. And, he goes on to <laughs> no, um, and, and then yeah, and, and then we win 3-0. No problem at all. Very that's, nice. And then a the Japanese very player nice. gets sent off mm-hmm. uh, for being a bit rude to the ref. But that's out of character. Which is out of character. as yeah, a nice, yeah, as yeah. nationality. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to put massive tests Stereotypes <laughs> yes, in that.
0: Yes, indeed. It's quite specific, prediction.
2: Yeah, and, and as we saw from my gambling today, my prediction game is, is on point. So.
0: <laughs> How many paid off of that?
2: And, uh, I I'll check. <laughs> Last I saw, three of my nine mm-hmm. were, well, were, you know, were winning. So. It's
0: not too bad. And to round off the uh, the okay. first round elimination matches, John, Yes. you've got to choose between these two stalwarts of the international stage. Well, one of them is a stalwart. One of them, this is their very, very first tournament. It's Poland versus Panama. Oh. It See, seems that England played Poland in almost every tournament they ever played, but this time we've managed to avoid them. But if you put them through now, we'll play them in the next round. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Well, I think Lewandowski has to do the business for Poland, doesn't he? Yeah. And uh, I'll be honest, I can't think of any Panama players... Off the top of my head. We'll know about them soon enough when they score against England. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Um, but yeah, my, my money's on Poland. I think they'll be they'll be too strong.
0: So, assuming that um, each team plays the next in the groups, I can't remember exactly how it works, Andy. I think this is how it works. The next, the next round game's going to be Russia versus Spain. Okay. Iceland versus Croatia. <laughs> okay. Sweden versus Germany. And England versus
2: Poland. Right? That is a really weak quarterfinal lineup. It's poor, isn't and it's I'm really now terrible. thinking that we shouldn't have shouldn't have knocked Argentina, <laughs> Brazil, and all of those <laughs> other players out
0: in the in the group stages. Yeah, I know most people would have had Argentina, France, and Brazil as some of the favourites, but they're out of our World Cup, and it's you know Sweden versus Germany, and England versus Poland. But here, that's does the world we're in now. Yeah, it happens. There, there's always a few cup sets. So absolutely, let's get ready for the cup sets. And right, so that's our World Cup predictions uh, done for this week. Next week, we'll come and we'll look at the results from those ties, and uh, we're just going to take a little break. And after that, we're going to be co- we're going to be coming back, and I'm going to test these guys' England knowledge. We'll see you in a moment. I think Sturridge's got goals. Rooney's got goals. wilbeck has got goals. Sterling's got goals. They'll score goals. Plenty of goals out there, according to Roy. But thinking back to when we struggled for goals. I'm going to go all the way back to 2001, October of 2001, oh, when geez. England played Greece in an incredibly important okay. World Cup playoff match. And uh, you guys will remember this match as the famous match in which Beckham curled in a free kick. Right oh, man, that was, my, just, that was my lock. That was just given away one of the answers. Yeah, come help, on. I'm trying to help you boys out. But to be honest, if you didn't know that from yeah. this match, then you need to have a nice, long, hard word with yourself. But you are going to have to tell me the starting... 11 from that game and again you're going to get three chances how are
1: we going to do it like from the back to the front or we just we just say players names and it's up to you guys but what
0: you want to do is you you want to confer between each other before you commit a name okay right so
2: i can this is 2001 we we just in the last edition we did the uh the team from the 2002 world cup so, so that team is we, probably going to be very similar. So I reckon there's going to be some overlap. I, I I don't reckon he would have chosen it if it would have been that similar. So let's so let's have a look. Let's go let's
0: go through it and see how many of these are we. Can I tell you another interesting with? fact yeah. about this match? Yeah. I mean, it shouldn't be funny, but it is. The um the referee was called Dick Yaw. <laughs> okay. Well, so of course it was. Just, just so you know. Okay. Um. All right. So <laughs> let,
2: I'm going to quickly go through the team as we had it for for that game, and then we'll see how many of those that we think actually. Would have been playing it, so okay. it, so it was Seaman in goal. So I reckon that's probably that's a
1: that's a nailed on.
2: You would think so. Should we should we lock that in? Let's lock that in. David Seaman it was incorrect oh, my Jesus. God. Jesus. So who would that have been then? Great start. Um would we, would <laughs> James. James? say with Jamo would have been around at that point.
1: David
2: James, maybe. Oh, maybe. Let's hold off on that because because he's he's giving me giving us Funny a that's, eyes. The, that's the wrong answer. <laughs> Look, Nigel so. Martin.
1: Maybe? Do it, I,
2: do, it, do it, shall it, we do it? Do
0: it. A big nudge. Big nudge oh, was like between the yes. straights out. Yes.
2: Okay, so the back four in that game was, um, in the 2002 game in the World Cup, was Danny Mills, Sol Campbell, Rio Ferdinand, and Ashley, Ashley Cole. Cole yeah. So I think Ashley Cole has got to be a lock.
1: I, I would say all of those apart from maybe Danny Mills and um, my, my put, only, put my, the Nevler in there instead.
2: My only concern with... um the centre half. So I don't I I think the 2002 World Cup might have been one of the first times those guys were really properly playing together. Yeah, we were so.
0: we were in a transitional period yeah. at that point. So, yeah, that it, it would be hard to guarantee, I think, over the course of like 2000, 2001, 2002 to guarantee who would have been at the back. Sure. So I'll give you a clue. It's not the same. It's not the same back for. There are some players in there that are the same, but it isn't the same lineup.
1: That you would, would Would Tony Adams have been in there? Perhaps
0: a couple of years before he might have been. Yeah, it's
1: a bit a bit late for for big tone. Yeah, perhaps. So, so oh, so as an I, aside,
0: I'm... I met Tony Adams once. Did you? Yeah, he met Martin Keogh. My... Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, between us, we met half the blooming squad. Yeah, but yeah, I met my, I met. Uh, Um, Tony Adams he came to my university to do a talk about addiction uh, in sports and it was actually really really good and then afterwards he came came to the pub with us he didn't drink anything but good of him because we're all students obviously so everyone's up for getting drunk. But he still came down with us and had a bit of a chat. Good and right. had a couple of lemonades. Very nice lad. Did he massive? Buy a, he's, did he he's buy? A big lad.
1: Did he buy a round?
0: I think he did. Yeah. Oh, good yeah, lad. I think he did. No, he's good a good, lad. good boy. Tony. And
2: I'm really hoping, given given his his um, where whatever team it was he went on to and did that coaching <laughs> yes. session, I'm really hoping he becomes the next Arsenal manager.
0: <laughs> that would be something. Him what? and Sol, that would be a sight to behold.
1: Isn't there a weird thing at the moment where he's the manager of some Spanish team? I think he was briefly a
0: coach for like sporting he hon or something yeah. yeah i'm not sure it worked out he, after that youtube he,
1: video he had some weird connection with the owner i i vaguely remember oh, I, can't, okay. I, can't, I can't i can't remember now but anyway yeah. uh we've only got one player in this
0: team so far right so
2: um so i mean i think the nevla is a, still a reasonable shout. i think you can have a crack at the fullbacks let's have a crack at gary n- gary nevla gary nevla and Ashley cole is in yeah yes. right yes. so it's a center half and it's a problem yeah
1: so did you confirm that ashley cole is in as well yep. okay. yeah okay
2: so it's a centre-halves. I, I'm not convinced that either Sol or Rio.
1: Um, oh, Sol has to be in, doesn't he? Keown, perhaps?
2: I think Keown, yeah. Let's go with Keown. It's... it's
1: oh, I don't know, though. Him over Sol? It seems unlikely, but maybe.
2: but I I think if Sol Campbell was still young at that point, I remember I remember Sol Campbell in the two thousand and two World Cup. He kept doing these kind of like rampaging runs over the half <laughs> yeah. line on him. was like, who is this guy? This is amazing. <laughs> yeah.
1: He he was our star of the two thousand and two World Cup. I think he got into the the team of the tournament. Yeah, like, he I was. He,
2: him
0: and Rio were amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, wasn't it around that time that he scored a disallowed goal in the Champions League uh, final for Arsenal uh, as well well he did that at the
1: World Cup as well yeah, yeah. yeah he had a whole load really of disallowed ridiculous. goals
0: I'll give you Martin Keown; he's in the squad lovely he's
2: right, in the okay. um, who else did we have around uh, seven and a centre half at that point so we like there's Rio Sol um, it's, it's, it's post Tony Adams by that point isn't it yeah do um, you want to have a clue for the final
0: yeah season? go on now. Uh, he was recently denied his boxing licence oh <laughs>
1: well it has this Rio thing, Yeah, poor though, old, it? poor old Rio. Okay, yeah, so one no
0: one boxing one. career for the, for the Rio. He's doing a fine job with the punditry and the double-breasted suit wearing. Yeah, a bit much. Yeah, it is, isn't it? So I, 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 I quite you like Rio. Know? I me mean, too. Like I've Rio. got a soft spot for Rio. He's been through a lot as well. He's he's a good lad. Is Rio? Um, on to the midfield. Right. So, so, so would mid- you like a little hint? So I'll give you the formation if you'd like. Okay. Yeah. If it's, it's, it's got to be four four two, otherwise. it's a four man midfield, John. You're not wrong. There we go. It's a four man midfield with the traditional two strikers.
2: Okay, right. So um, let's I'll quickly run through the, the the team that we had in the two thousand and two. It was it was it was Trevor Sinclair. I, amazingly, um, 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 and yeah. on the left, and Beck's on the right, and in the middle was Nicky Butt and Paul Scholes. Mm. Um Now, obviously, we've got Beckham on the right. That's a lock. That's that's definitely it. Beckham is in. Um, I mean, I think. I think Scholes is... I mean, unless he was injured, Scholes would have been your absolute nail I, on I Scholes', Scholes is first there. man on the yeah. team. I mean, this so is it, peak Scholes. Yeah, it, yeah, it is, at this yeah. Point,
0: yeah.
2: Um, then, then, left of midfield, we could be looking at all kinds of people. We as could, a
1: as a Liverpool fan, can I, can I throw Steven Gerrard in there? You
0: can. He was there very much. So he had a very poor game, if I remember right. Oh, no, did he? He no. must have been pretty young at that point, though. Yeah, he, he was. Yeah, yeah, he
1: was.
2: Okay, so that's so that's so. Is that our midfield? Was was yeah, Gerard right. and Cole? you're only three players oh, no, what, a, now. what a midfield that is! I know it's not bad, is it? Beckham, Gerard, and Cole's—that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, and then on the left-hand side, then. So what we—I'm trying to think who we looked at last time. We looked at Steve McBanana Man. Um, He's—he—it he, he, might have been he a bit wasn't too in the,
1: he wasn't in the, the squad at that
2: point. Two thousand and one would it be too late for him. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll give you
0: a little clue. This is the wild card of the squad. This is the wild card. Is it someone like Danny? It's Murphy. not as weird. It's not as weird as Trevor Sinclair being in the 2002 World Cup quarterfinal.
1: It's it's not <sighs> Danny Murphy because I know he got Danny Murphy. No,
0: it wasn't Pip Neville, was it? No, it's not Pip. Neville yeah. um, I'm not going to give you a strike for that because it's
2: no, too
1: crazy.
0: Know.
2: Well, just because he was he was chucked into a lot of weird positions at that point. Was, just because he, yeah. he was our utility man, and like he, he played a lot of games in midfield for England around then. He did play on the left a fair bit. This mm. lad. Oh right, this lad did. Do 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 do. I'm just trying to think now.
1: Is it is it the uh, the the German Canadian? Fella. No, oh, no um, your no. pre greaves. Yeah, because yeah, we, we, we that was two, like two thousand five six where he came into. Yeah, he well came he came
2: he NFL. came on in that two thousand and two game in the end he? of the, the the defeat to Brazil. He came on in that game because he was he was one of mm. Svenja and Eriksson's boys. And he was new, and he was because that was when he was out of favour with England fans. And it was like, Who is this guy? He was too yeah. German. Yeah, but then he, like, the next couple of tournaments, everyone suddenly realized, Holy shit, this guy's the
1: best player we've got. <laughs> 2006 World Cup, he was hands down. Yeah, he was player, good, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. I, to be fair, that's not saying much. It was a pretty no. poor
2: time. No. But. Um, right, so somebody who played on the left. Yeah, do you want to knock out. off
0: the two strikers? Because um, you can probably do uh, that. Can he, I... uh, one of them played in that two thousand. So it's, uh, Owen then, presumably or in, Heskey, correct?
1: Emil Emil the heel played in this match, yeah, okay. but no Owen. See, I, I would have said Owen and Heskey, but yeah, yeah.
0: no, there was, was another little man that played up front with Heskey. Oh, v- Vassell
1: or oh, no Vassell, good old oh. Darius Vassell. Love a bit of Vassell, yeah. So another little man Defoe, Jermaine. No, no. Been too early for Defoe. It, wasn't
0: it? was too early. Um, John, you should know this. Really, should I? Yeah, is Liverpool it? legend Robbie Fowler is the correct no answer. Way. Yes, Blimey. yeah, yeah, yeah. No wonder we didn't fucking score. Oh, yeah, I mean, we had yeah. Heskey and Fowler up front.
2: I, I always still find it amazing. Well, Hes- Robbie Fowler somehow is some kind of legend in in Liverpool's yeah. cir- circles. In Michael Owen, who was. About a billion times better than Robbie Fowler ever was. Is no. derided and hated by Liverpool fans?
1: because yeah, he's from Chester. It's because Robbie Robbie <laughs> was a, a genuine scouser. And I think, <laughs> That's right. I think they always saw him as one of their own. So. Maybe. So you've got one more player to get in this So lineup. this is
2: this left sided midfielder that we've got. Isn't it surprising with?
0: that we struggled so much to beat Bloody Greece? Because this is a pretty handy yeah. team, in um, the left-hand side of midfield, it's no, it's
2: no wonder that we're struggling with this. Because around then, we that's that was our biggest failing, wasn't it? And that's what yeah. we always said. If only fucking Giggs, yeah, exactly, only yeah. Giggs, his English dad wasn't such a twat, <laughs> he would have been playing for England. It's true. Um, this lad,
0: you'd have seen him in lots of teams, and you'd always have been a little bit disappointed to see him there. That
1: sounds like Stuart Downing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not that bad. Oh, okay, it's not that bad. <laughs> Could have been Downing as well.
0: That's okay, am I going to have to help you out? With
2: yeah, this um, yeah. Give us, a, well, maybe give us a club, or oh. if not, or, or well, just clubs. Give Jesus. it away. I don't
0: know. I think he, I think he played for Liverpool, right? I don't really know. Was he his left club footed, history, To be honest, or was he? Was no, he I think just he was primarily player.
1: right-footed, and he, 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 didn't often play on the left.
0: Little fella, sandy hair. I'm now thinking back. What? No, Nick Barnby is the answer. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, Nick. Bambi.
2: Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Do you know what, actually? I think he would. Was that when he was at Everton? Because I think he it was towards the end of his his career. Yeah. And he, possibly. He, he yeah. got he got a spell at Everton and he had a little bit of a renaissance he did and really had a well. bit of a run out in the England side. Like right right at the end of his career. Yeah, I think that mm. might be right. But it was still shit. He must. Yeah, so he he was,
0: must
1: have been in his like thirties. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But
0: yeah, if you look at that lineup, it's surprising that a game went so close to the wire said pressure of being an England player man i, know. I mean they like, oh, yeah. they they're,
2: they're all so frightened of failure and like yeah, even going back to 2001 that
0: that was the problem is they were all too too scared to play for england i remember watching that match and the moment that david beckham scored that penalty is probably right up there free kick so yeah the free kick is right up there with my you know most amazing moments in sporting yeah. history it was quite incredible yeah. Yeah. I nearly, I nearly accidentally smashed
2: our friend Gibbo's dad's TV, <laughs> um, just because I jumped up and down and kind of like sort of did a little run around the living room and yeah, it, it
0: nearly went over. Yeah, I was, it was, a, it was an incredible moment because there was so much tension being built up and Beckham had had like four or five yeah. free kicks, each one of them getting closer and yeah. closer, and you knew he could do it. And like he would, ju- I mean, I know this is, I mean, this is spoken about a
2: lot, but he, he just. It was only about 20-odd minutes into that game because he, at that point he did this one or two things playing for England. He either just sat on the right-hand side and just pinged crosses in mm. or he just came in and thought, right, I've got to do something here. And in that game, he just clearly went, right, it's up to me. Yeah. And he just he just ran the entire game. It was, I mean, as in he operated the whole game. He was pulling the strings for everything. It was incredible. It was
0: a fantastic performance. Uh, one of the best
1: for England. It, it, it really was. the The... He dragged England to the to the World Cup yeah. at, the, at that point. I mean, he there was there's very very few times that a player takes takes the game by the scruff of the neck in that manner and and drags a team through. Yeah.
2: I I genuinely I mean I mean I love him anyway, but for for yeah. that performance, that just demonstrated something that has been so lacking for England in in our generation. Yeah. From since from from maybe ninety six onwards, so after ninety six, if you like. They're just so that kind of that 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 willingness and the desire to win, they've just been massively lacking from all England players.
1: And, and particularly when when you see that performance uh, with with what happened before that at, at ninety eight, for example, mm-hmm. when he got sent off and the, and the the level of of hatred that was thrown at him by certain England fans at the time, and to come back from that, I mean it's 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 quite the redemption, I think.
2: What a boy!
1: What yeah, a boy. what a boy! Oh, Backs the boy. It really mm. was
0: something special that. And as an England fan, as we approach the World Cup, it's those kind of moments that you're really begging for. You want just something like that to hang your hat on, something totally. for this tournament. Yeah, totally. And it, you just really hope. Like I remember at the uh, at the Capello. World Cup, I can't remember what year it was now, but the Capello World Cup... I think. Yeah, when uh, we oh, scored in the opening game, Stephen Gerrard scored after about five minutes of the opening game, and that was pretty much the best thing that happened for us yeah. in the whole tournament. And ITV HD had some problem, and the uh, screen went yeah. to black, so yeah. I actually didn't see the only good moment in the entire bloody tournament for England, and it was very, very sad. They
2: kept doing that, didn't they, ITV? I mean, I sort of felt sorry for, for a little bit, for a, a bit, because they... They they had a couple of errors where they were away from the live game for like like a few a handful of seconds, and every time it happened, a goal went in. Yeah, and it was brutal. just like absolute sod's law.
0: But you know, it, that's what happens if you fucking screw up your live broadcast. I know, it's shocking behaviour, isn't it? Really. Well, before we go this week, I'm just going to go around the table again. Now we have John here. I'm going to get his opinion on uh, on who should be on the bus for England. So we're just going to take a little quick break now, and we'll be right back. Their mind now is free. John O, that was an incredible moment when uh, Fabio Capello mistakenly thought he'd got the England team under control. (laughs) Who do you think can make the difference for England in this World Cup? Last year, we were just chatting about who's going to be on the bus and there were a few names that went straight to the top of our list, players such as Harry Kane, and Deli Ali, is there anyone you think that is maybe being overlooked for the England squad?
1: Uh, I've already mentioned that I think Loftus Cheek is in in with a, a shout, particularly um, after Chamberlain's injury, which is very sad. I, I as a Liverpool fan as well, I'm I, I think he's. Had you'd, you'd have thought an he'd have been there, wouldn't you? Yeah, he's had an excellent season, particularly the second half of the season. I think he's done very well, and was probably in the frame for a starting place. Mm quite possibly um, so it's it's very sad that he's not going to be the there.
0: thing that I think oxlade Chamberlain has that a lot of the other players doesn't is that he can he can traverse between a deeper midfield role and an attacking role mm. in, in the same movement which a lot of players don't know like we've got a lot of midfielders that are going to pass the ball and sit. And and Chamberlain's a player that's going to take the ball and, and and be very direct and push forward. And I don't know without him, who's going to do that.
1: He's I, a lot more dynamic in the centre of midfield than uh, the the alternatives such as Henderson and Dyer yeah. and players like. And that. And I
2: think I think I think that's the key is that you've either got defensively minded or kind of like sol- solid minded midfielders right. or outrageous flamboyant attacking midfielders. And you're mm. right, there isn't that kind of balance. Um, and yeah, you're right. I mean, and and he, he, you know he's he's strong as well. He's got kind of a bit of get 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 hold of the ball and not be harried off of it as well. He's got yeah. a bit of that which I don't think we've got in our team because a lot of
0: our attacking players are quite lightweight. Do you think we should not play maybe with wide players given that we have some um, some great talent there? Or do you think that Mourinho's mission to destroy all kind of skill and dynamism and quality in football will kill Marcus Rashford and Jesse Lingard and their capabilities for the team? Or do you think that's a season we could go for? Maybe two flying wingers and a forward? I don't know.
1: Well, you could argue that Lingard has been one of the shining lights of Man U's season. Uh, Yeah, but he's playing
0: in central midfield, isn't he? In a kind
1: of battling up-and-down role. Yeah. But but he has been one of the few players he looks decent, doesn't That he? has done well this season. Yeah. Um,
2: I th- I think they'll both feature, and I think they'll both do really well. And then they'll get the catch in the eye, and they'll go to better clubs <sighs> where they're not being where they're not being annihilated
0: by a shit manager. Mm, I think yes. Rashford in
1: particular, uh, he's uh, been.
0: Uh, I feel very sorry for yeah. Rashford at the moment. Yeah. Why is he not starting every game? for I, I think Indiana. he needs
1: to leave that that club. I, I'd take him at Liverpool in a shot. I think yeah. he'd be fantastic. Uh, for Liverpool he looks
0: frustrated when he came on against Brighton yeah. the other day he he did come on he looked frustrated he looked like he didn't really want to want to be involved in that anymore and who can blame him given what he has shown in the games he's played what more does he have to do to yeah. get a start in that team you know and we'd have him
2: at Oxford as a replacement for Gino <laughs> Van Kessel. Yeah, So we'd have him in.
0: Yeah, nice. We'll get him in. We could, he could do a better job than Sean Ayolucco for as well, <laughs> I think. But yeah, so I think those two lads. But um, the midfield is our biggest concern because we were looking for a holding player, somebody that's going to run the game from the midfield. And it looks like Henderson's our only choice there. And then we were talking last week about somebody like Dyer, and I'm really not convinced mm. that, that Eric Dyer has what it takes.
2: Well, I think Eric, Dyer's, Eric Dyer's your he's your defensive guy, isn't he? And I think I think the trouble is if you're playing, we're playing three centre halves, you probably need that a little bit less. You probably yeah. need that kind of like central defensive midfield role a little bit less. So so I don't know. But I, I think yeah, I, I still think he'll feature though. What about
0: Raymond Parler taking a berth up there? In
2: I'm the
1: not sure he's still a professional
2: footballer. Where player? is he? You, you mean the, da- the David Batty role? Yes, well? exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Where is Ray Parler now? You see all the other lads on the telly. Where's Ray? Where's the Do you know Pair what? Like? I, I tell you what. I tell you what. Ray Parla
2: mm. did a an audience with tour very recently. Oh really? um, Yeah, because he actually came to the the, the Beacon in Montage.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> like a hitting
2: two, the highlights. Uh, two hundred and fifty seat kind of like it's basically a civic hall where they've got pull out seats. Oh, uh, we nearly went to it so as well. Yeah, talked about going. Probably would have been, been quite yeah, good. But yeah, but we just
0: didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope someone went. Because so, I'd have been sad if Ray was there on his own. Apparently, it was really good.
2: Yes. I, I know. I know people. Who, I know people who work there, and apparently, it was very good. Nice.
1: I'm, I'm sure he had some stories yeah, of I I bet bet he he the Arsenal does. team at that. Well, time. he
0: was one of those players that really like came over the the transition from sort of amateurish to professional levels yeah. during the Premier League era, and from, he must have seen some of the traditional George Graham Arsenal. And then some of the uh, modern Arsene Wenger Arsenal as well. Absolutely.
2: How many caps would he have had? I mean, I, I remember him playing for England, but he can't have played that I'm much. I'm thinking
1: it's probably in the sort of
2: 20
0: or 30 range.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe a dozen to 20, I would say.
0: I mean, we could just Google it and find I out. But, but that would be... Do you remember when Stuart Ripley finally got his cap for England and then his leg fell apart after <laughs> like 12 minutes? Did he
1: only have one cap?
0: I think so. Poor guy. Well, I think th- maybe he'd had more before, but he, but he certainly ran on the pitch. Fell over and sort of twisted his knee, yeah. rolled off, and he was like, "Yeah, that's the end of that." That's the end
1: of uh, well, another, that. Uh, another shout for uh, for the England squad, I think, um, is I would say James Milner. Again, John, again, you, a you know how
0: much I love James Milner. Come on! And last week, these idiots—well, one <laughs> of them's there. Was was giving they, was giving it all this? They, giving it the big one about James Milner not being worth look, taking. Look, Come on. look, James Milner is
2: absolutely right, if if you're struggling and you wanna if you need to draw a game, one all <laughs> James Milner is your man. Most assistant champions. Yeah, League. and they were all in one all draws.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Um, I mean John I totally 100% agree but the sad part is that apparently he has retired from international
1: football not that I really realise that but yeah I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure we could persuade him back. A little phone call from Gareth. Yeah, exactly.
2: Right. A quick. Um. A quick little fact check Go for on. you. Yeah. Ray, Ray Parler's international career. Yeah. His entire England spell mm-hmm. was between 1999 and 2000. Oh dear. And Not he many played many. 10 games. Oh, that 10 is, games. is sad, isn't that it? That is sad. That is very
1: sad. Deserve more.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I and he it's he right meant. at the end of his career as well. Really. I mean. Well, well he, not right at the end, but it's at, yeah towards the end of his kind of high level career. Well, I think I, well, I think suppose he was, Paul
0: Ince would have played a lot of matches in that midfield yeah. before then.
1: Well, Parla was certainly one of the players that that was rejuvenated under under Wenger, um, along with players like Lovely Tony, Hair, Tony Adams. <laughs> <laughs> he did have nice yeah, hair. Yeah, he did.
0: Yeah, I, I I don't know. I think maybe uh, he he was overlooked a little bit. Was the Romford Pele? He was quite a player,
2: and he looks a little bit like like is it Joe McGann or one <laughs> of the McGann guys?
0: Like... I I that's not a look. Uh, Andy's currently showing a sort of modern day picture of Ray Parler. It's the one on his Wikipedia page. Look it up if you want. That's not he's, the image I like. I like the one he's where he's quite he well looks, bronzed. There. Yeah, I like the one where he's got the floppy hair and he looks sort of like a King Charles Spaniel. That's yeah. the Ray Parler look that I like. He's like. There we go. Yeah, that's more like it. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, look he, at that.
1: He, I, I always think he looks a lot like that Davies lad at, at Everton. Oh, yeah, know, Tom they, Davies. Tom Davies. Yeah. Tom Davies
0: is a decent player. He is? Is he English? Uh, get he, him on the bus. I Sounds think Welsh. He does sound Welsh. Get him on the bus. He might be Welsh. Yeah. If he's English, get him on the bus. If he's Welsh, good luck to you. Yeah, all
1: right. Yeah,
0: so we're bringing Loftus Cheek in, and he's on. He's on the bus. I think so. Okay, and Marcus Rashford, and Jesse Lingard, and Deli Alli We got a lot of wide forwards in this team. That's all right. That's what you need to do. That's all you yeah, need to we'll play. just throw so them three at the back, there. and then just check all those others <laughs> out. That's right. Sterling as well. Oh yeah, Raheem Sterling. Raheem. He's still going, isn't he? But yeah, so next week I think we'll continue the search for some kind of central midfield players for England. I don't know... There aren't any. No, I don't know where we're going to find them. We'll have to keep looking. I mean, Gareth must know what he's... This conversation is not ending with John Joe Shelby. (laughs) Just just so you know that, it's not happening. I was going to say, I mean, Newcastle have had a bad end to the season, I won't lie. However, there's only one man that can pass the ball around in the way that John Joe can.
2: Yeah, and that is John Lundstrom, (laughs) the former Oxford United and Sheffield United midfielder, who marked John Joe Shelby out of the game when Shelby was a Swansea player in the Premier League, Oxford United were League Two. Well, let's get that guy on the bus. Yeah, do
0: it. Let's maybe get that fella on the
1: bus. Doesn't sound very English. Well, John Lundstrom heres
2: He's a Scouser. So. Oh, okay. Well, he sounds a bit Nordic, doesn't he? But no, he's a Scouser.
0: <laughs> well, we might be facing those Icelandic fellas yet again. <laughs> you true. never know. With the big fella like Thorson up top, he's probably still playing for them, isn't he? Definitely. Yeah. But yeah, so that brings us towards the end of another edition of World. Has anybody got any more for any more? Any more exciting football antics from this week that you just want to Well, I,
1: I would just like to make the comment that um, that Coleman went from the semi-finals of the European Championships to being sacked by Sunderland. This
0: Christopher week. Coleman. Yeah. Well, I think we all knew that when he left Wales, it was a terrible decision I to mean, go to why? Sunderland.
1: Again, I mean, people have said it a hundred times before, but why did he do I mean, he I mean, could have just done a little bit of research on the
0: internet to see what kind of state Sunderland were in I don't care Gale how the much range.
1: they were paying him, and I imagine it was quite a lot of money, but but still, it seemed like a ridiculous decision. And, Madness. Uh, and,
0: Where, yeah. What's his next move,
1: do you think? Who knows? Hermit.
0: <laughs> yeah, we may not see Chrissy for a, for a while now, but we will see Sunderland... In a lower division yet again. Yeah, mm. and
2: just uh, one other little thing, um, just worth talking about. So I was at the um, Blackburn Oxygen United game uh, yesterday, final game of the season, um, and it was you know in Black the Blackburn. it's a nearly full stadium. Blackburn fans are enjoying themselves because they've they've been promoted um, Good back up to the Championship. Fair play to them, um, but basically a full stadium having had the, the stadium less than half full for the rest of yeah. the season um, a bunch of idiots all lined ready up to, to, to run onto the pitch did so before the match had oh, finished unbelievable. something that we saw today at Cardiff, today at yeah. Cardiff. Yeah. And, and so I am proposing a very robust points deduction system yeah. so anybody who's Idiot fans run onto the pitch, especially <laughs> if it's because they've been promoted. They have their points deducted and they have their promotion removed from them, um, just because I fucking hate that.
0: It I is. Really, it's really not on, it. is it? Just stop on.
2: being twats, right? You know, stop showing off, because that's yeah. what it is. At the end of the day, it's a bunch of dickheads showing off. I to mean, Reading
0: did it embarrassingly about four or five years ago, and then didn't get promoted because of a last-minute goal that elsewhere. Was so funny. <laughs> so, the, and you know, actually, lessons yeah, to be learned
2: in hindsight. Actually. Yeah, I don't want to rule that out because that was so much fun. <laughs> that, 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 yeah. that maybe I want that to carry on happening. But yeah, I just it's just it's just it's not about you, you oh know. No, like yeah. just let, let let the players and let all the the other supporters do it. Stop fucking showing off. Yeah, there's
0: no need for that kind of antics, is there? However, if England beat Japan in the knockout stage of the World Cup, I'm on the pitch. I'm mate. on the pitch. I'm on the pitch. I'm on the pitch waving my Commemorative scarf in the air. Yeah, half and half scarf. England right. and Japan. Hugging John Joe after he's tucked in the winning goal.
2: Inglopan. <laughs> <or laughs> yeah, jab-band. exactly.
0: Oh, well, these are things we've all got to look forward to in the World Cup, and I'm sure that you guys will be looking forward to coming back next week and catching us once again on the Worldy Pod. So now it's time, Andy, for you to say goodbye. Cheerio. And say goodbye, Jono. Bye bye. And it's bye from me, and we'll see you guys very, very soon. Righty, lovely. Yeah. Do you want to be happy with that?
2: can yeah, We're and have perhaps. some more gin now. Yeah, we we'll get the we we'll get the gin on.